So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sports Key to Wrestling here on whatever podcast app you're getting this on. Subscribe to Sports Key to Wrestling on Spotify, Apple, and other popular apps. If you're just streaming us once, we have a whole lot more content for you every single week, nearly six days a week, including a special Raw review every single Monday night with Vince Russo, Smack Talk every Friday with Dutch Mantel, and exclusive interviews like this one. The thing I think it did best was for the year prior, everybody had been talking about the forbidden door. They've been talking about who's going to come in next and challenge for that world championship and all that. And in that singular moment after Christian lost in those, you know, next few minutes, we, we took the focus off the forbidden door and anybody else that can get involved. And we put the focus solely on two impact stars. This is Impact Wrestling star Josh Alexander. You can catch me on Sports Skeeter Wrestling. So, Mr. Josh Alexander, we were all rooting for you at the last pay-per-view. Everyone wanted that fairy tale moment against Christian Cage, which happened. And then the ultimate swerve happened. Uh, How far in advance did you know that something like that was going to be pulled? And uh, I mean, uh, how were you okay with it? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, the the proper way to answer this is to say I had no idea that, that was going to happen until it actually happened and all that other stuff. And in a perfect world, I know that would be the reality. But, uh, you know, I, I had heard from pretty much the moment I was told I was going to be uh, main eventing Bound for Glory against Christian and giving that opportunity that that would probably like it, it wasn't lock, set in stone or 100%, I don't think, but it was definitely an idea that was thrown out there, and I knew it was a possibility going into it. And, you know, it didn't break my heart or anything like that. Me, uh, as, a, as a wrestler, I enjoy crafting a match, being out there with the pressure, you know, at its highest, and that was that main event spot against Christian for the World Championship, <clears throat> regardless of the outcome or what hardware I got to travel with, you know, afterwards. So uh, I, 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 in fact, I love the idea. I thought it was great booking and writing uh, from a perspective of, you know, it upset a lot of fans and got a lot more fans invested in me and behind me for, you know, the chase going out of here. But the thing I think it did best was for the year prior, everybody had been talking about the forbidden door. They've been talking about who's going to come in next and challenge for that world championship and all that. And in that singular moment after Christian lost in those, you know, next few minutes, we, we took the focus off the forbidden door and anybody else that can get involved. And we put the focus solely on two impact stars vying for that world championship in that moment. So I think it was a good way to flip the script from what had been previously done for the year. And just segueing off that, I mean, the way that you have been behaving on impact wrestling episodes, could, would you say there's a shade of gray? There's a little bit of a heel there. I think, uh, you know, if you were to ask Tommy Dreamer 
or uh, you know some other people in the back that have been around for a long time, they, they would say that there is always uh, an essence of a a heel in me, the way I wrestle, the way I act, and all this other stuff. And you know, to a certain extent, that's true. I, I have grown up being told the uh, the frame of mind of like the Stone Cold Steve Austin is that he didn't change the way he wrestled, regardless of being a babyface or a heel. And it was something that I really took to heart. So I'm not going to change the way I wrestle. I'm always going to be aggressive. I'm always you know, going to do the things I need to do to win a match. But I, if you look at my history of my entire run here in Impact Wrestling, even as one of the biggest heels as a tag team in the North, uh, I never cheated. Uh, I, I may have been more aggressive or been willing to do things that other people might not be willing to do, but, uh, you know, that's not going to change. Uh, so what do you think of Jonah as an opponent? Uh, have you followed his career outside of Impact Wrestling as well? Yeah, I was the, like, as far as independent wrestling goes, you know, I followed everything from when he came over from Australia and had like the stuff in PBG that really got him his, uh, you know, uh, notoriety. And then, you know, on to NXT, I, I followed a little bit of that there. And, you know, I think he's a tremendous wrestler, a, a great asset to any company. And uh, I, I think that, you know, the, the combination of the two of us is uh, something I'm really looking forward to because there's not that many super heavyweights out there in the, the wrestling landscape that can put on the type of matches that I think Jonah can put on. So I think we're going to do something special at Hard to Kill. In fact, I, I mean, whenever the question of uh, the best impact matches ever is brought up, one of the matches that is spoken about is Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. And I mean, people compare you to Kurt Angle all the time. People compare Jonah to Samoa Joe all the time. So do you think it's like the second part of that? I, I don't know. Reloaded yeah. with yeah. <laughs> well, like I, I remember like the, the big moment from building to that match was when Kurt Angle came in and headbutted Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe rose up behind and bleeding from the forehead. And that was like the, the start of their match. And like certainly that that wasn't what started off the feud between myself and Jonah. But, you know, he laid me out. He left me bloody and coughing up blood and all this other stuff. So it was, you can draw certain similarities there. And people already compare me to Kurt Angle and him to Samoa Joe. So I think that there's going to be a clash of styles that it's going to, you know, we're going to complement each other much like Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe did. Awesome. Well, I spoke to you before you wrestled Christian Cage. Uh, you spoke about what uh, he, him being an idol of yours and everything else. Uh, was it everything you expected it to be, the match that you had with him? Uh, yeah, it, it was everything I expected to be and then more. Uh, you know, I, I can... I can sit here and I can talk about some of the greatest matches I've ever had and stuff. And I can tell you that I don't like any of them at the end of the day, because there's always something I can find in that match that I could have done better, or I would have done differently because hindsight is always 2020 and like Christian cage, that whole match, there's a, there's certainly a part of that there too. Uh, you know, but uh, you have to like really take a step back and look at it. And I'm, I'm forever grateful for the experience and the opportunity I got to be able to showcase myself you know, Impact Wrestling Management here, they they trusted me with that spot and they gave me the ball and I don't think I dropped it. And that's all I can ask from that opportunity. And I, I got to learn from one of the greatest ever, Christian Cage. So, you know, it was great. So um, if you look at the hard to kill uh, kind of lineup, um, would you say that uh, someone like Cardona is in the spot that you were in? He's the underdog, he's the baby face. Everybody wants him to become the champion. So he has your fairy tale moment <laughs> happening right now. 
Yeah, certainly. There's a, there's always going to be a baby face the, the crowd wants to get behind and root for, and especially going up at a match against two giants like Moose, who, you know, you know, it's no secret that people do not like him, <laughs> which is his job, and Morrissey as well. You know, uh, Cardona's got the deck stacked against him, as they like to say, and, you know, people are vying for the good guy to come out on top. Everybody likes rooting for the underdog, including myself, and, uh, you know, I, I hope Cardona, Cardona can do it, certainly. When I get my revenge on Moose, and I will say when, because it's not a matter of if, it is when it does happen. Uh, I hope that he is good enough to retain that Impact World Championship until then, because it would be that much sweeter to defeat him for that championship and not just defeat him and, you know, put egg on his face. But, uh, you know, if Cardona can uh, squeeze it out, I think he certainly has everything it takes to be a world champion. And uh, whether or not he got to show that at other companies, he's certainly showing it here at Impact Wrestling. So I'll be rooting for him as well. Amazing. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, taking you back in time, you uh, you used to be a part of these uh, press pass pod, uh, podcasts, uh, uh, like Impact Wrestling press pass podcast. And uh, back in the day, I mean, you used to say that you are the walking weapon for a reason. You you do your talking in the ring, but if you look at your character right now, you are cutting like the fiercest promos. Uh, do you think Scott Demore brings out the best in you? And uh, I mean, how has your character come to this point? Uh, I think it's a natural evolution of like what it needs to be. For me to be considered a top guy, for me to be considered a main event star, I need to be able to, you know, not only show what I can do in the ring, which is the thing I'm certainly most comfortable and confident in, but I need to be able to, you know, walk and talk outside of the ring. And uh, I think Scott Demore, among other people in this company over the past year, have uh, challenged me. I would say the most uh, to, you know, kind of rise up, and, you know, show what I can do. And you know, there's there's certain stumbling points that you come across, but uh, for the most part, I think that you know, uh, with all the help they've given me and all this other stuff, I've been able to really evolve and grow as a performer outside of the ring, which I think was the only part that was really lacking before and the only part that people could really give me a knock, you know, ever before. And now, you know, I, I find myself to be a complete, you know, performer, you know, outside and inside the ring. Um, so I had a chance to speak to Ethan Page a few days ago. Um, I, I think leading into their last pay-per-view. And I asked him if the North belongs in the same conversation as say FTR and the Young Bucks as one of the all-time great tag teams and he said yes he believes that you guys belong in the same conversation do you agree with his assessment yeah absolutely I I, I don't think you can take anything away uh from from us from a perspective of what we produced in the ring the only the only knock that you have against us in comparison to FTR and the Young Bucks is the body of work. It, it hasn't been as long and on a big, a big stage like them. But, uh, you know, if you take out every single match we had, the entire run we had, and you match it up, you know, I think we were as consistent and over-delivered just as much as those two teams. So I think we do belong in the conversation as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Amazing. Great answer. So now uh, that Ethan is no longer at the company, if you had to team up with somebody... Is there somebody you think you could have the same kind of chemistry with? Ooh, uh, that's a good question. I've I've said, <laughs> remain pretty steadfast that uh, I do not want to ever tag with anybody else because that chemistry was there and was so special. And I think it is so rare. Um, but 
you know, he's not a member of the Impact roster per se. He is competing at Hard to Kill and defending his Ring of Honor World Championship against Chris, Chris Saban, sorry. Uh, so I would have to pick John Grisham because I don't think there's anybody I've ever been in the ring with that I, I felt that kind of chemistry as an opponent before. So if uh, we have chemistry as opponents, I think as a tag team, it would just uh, be a perfect fit. Amazing, man. So why should people in India uh, order the pay-per-view? Well, not only to see me completely mop the floor in Dallas with Jonah and enjoy myself while I do it, but, uh, you know, from the main event all the way down, you have Moose uh, defending his championship against Matt Cardona and uh, Morrissey. And I think Morrissey and Cardona are two just like really underrated talents that, you know, you might not have seen the best of them. You might have be putting a label on them for what they did or what they were supposed to be at another company. But since they've shown an impact wrestling, they have shown that they are main eventers through and through the first ever knockouts, ultimate X match. I'm that's probably like the number one thing I'm going to be at the monitor watching because I think uh, everybody in that match uh, is so hungry to over deliver because that match uh, like there's been, there's been women's, Outer matches, there's been women's cage matches, Hell in the Cell, you know, whatever you want to name. But like, I think that Ultimate X, uh, like even for us when we did it last July at anniversary, it holds this different allure. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the thing that's never been done for the knockouts ever. So every single person comp- competing in that match is going to have this chip on their shoulder to go out there and show up and show out and steal the show. And I, I can't wait to watch it. I, I know you mentioned that you wanted the focus to be on impact wrestling, uh, but I mean, the, this question is bound to come up. Is there a free agent out there that you want to see at the pay-per-view? Oh, uh, well, look, I mean, John Grisham was the, the number one answer right there for me, but uh, yeah, there's a handful of guys. I, I think that, you know, the, the forbidden door certainly isn't closed. I, I think it's just something that, you know, has been, kind of the focus has been moved away from but i would love to see you know ishii would be one of my first picks from new japan to show up at the pay-per-view you know somebody from new japan because uh i think that they have one of the most complete rosters in all of pro wrestling and if we could you know tie it up with them and show we can compete with them i think that's going to showcase us on a completely different levels 